Diet and nutrition and its effect on our health and in particular our waistlines is a topic that dominates the headlines and causes great debate. A new editorial published in BMC Medicine by Professor Jack Winkler takes aim at some of these issues. I'm joined on the line by Jack Winkler. Hello. So in your review um, titled Obscurity on Obesity, you pose four key questions. Uh, the first one of which um, is what makes people fat? In the beginning, the dominant uh, interpretation was that it's fat that made us fat. But since then, many other contenders have been put forward uh, in response, in part, to the failure of fat-reduced products. Uh, among the first was the idea that it was carbohydrates that made us fat. And sugars have become particularly prominent recently. And in the background, continuing as always, is the long-standing theory that really uh, it's just calories in rather than calories out, which is what makes you fat. So we have in the area on this fundamental question, a plethora of answers. And what we get is not some uh, actionable findings. What we have is a series of passionate polemics in the public arena. This leads into the second question of there's not just a great deal of debate about what it is that makes us fat and, and what causes us to, to become obese, but, but also in, in how to lose weight. Indeed. Uh, if anything, there's even more controversy concerning weight loss than there is about weight gain, in part because there's, um, there's a commercial dimension to weight loss, and they are effectively in a competitive market. As a result, you have an enormous cornucopia of theories and plans for how you lose weight some of which are serious and some of which are more concerned with sales than with science. In theory, we ought to be able to compare one weight loss regime against another. But in fact, that proves to be impractical for a, a rather basic reason. It is very difficult to measure what people actually eat and this affects our ability to test the relative merits of different diets. You've, again, naturally led on to what, what is the third um, point of your review, which is to question how we measure how much people eat. Indeed, the problem of measuring whether people adhere to a specific diet is one small aspect of a much broader and more fundamental problem, which is how to measure what free-living people actually eat. The reason is that virtually all methods for assessing food intake depend on asking subjects to tell the researchers what they're actually eating. The practical problem is that most people do not respond honestly. Um, we've had some estimates by WLA water studies which measures effectively uh, how many calories people eat. And what they have shown is that adults underreport their calorie intakes by 25%, 
and later the adolescence by 34%. And this has many, many other consequences. Uh, it means that trying to correlate food intake with various health or disease measures is extremely difficult. And it also means very practically for this discussion that it's almost impossible to get a serious answer to the most fundamental question of all, which is, what is it that makes us fat? So this all obviously builds into um, your area of expertise, which is in public health policy. What we've been trying over the last 30 years is the three traditional elements of public health policy, namely education, taxation, and regulation. But they, in the context of food, they're unlikely to be adopted and they wouldn't make much difference if they were. Um, that's a daunting conclusion to come to, but not a impossible one, particularly for people who are listening to this conversation. Because one of the uh, responses that emerged is voluntary reformulation of popular foods by food companies themselves. They recognize that there uh, is a nutritional problem, and since most of our intakes uh, are manufactured foods, they recognize that they have, uh, they're involved in this problem. And some of them, at least, are responding constructively by reformulating some of their mass market products. This is a very promising area of public development. The problem is uh, much of it is done quietly. So no one knows exactly how much is going on, even within the industry itself. And uh, there are some in the food industry who say, you know, why should all the responsibility fall on us? to reformulate our products. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is that this is an opportunity to uh, do a good business and also do good for public health at the same time. And that's a more promising area of nutrition policy that has emerged in recent years. 